This is Urasawa Boys, a podcast where you read and discuss the works of uh, manga artist and author Naoki Urasawa. Uh, right now, we're reading Monster, and Monster deals with a lot of dark and troubling topics and themes, so a list of content warnings is going to be available in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This is Urasawa Boys, um, and I'm Matt Fennell. I'm just Matt Fennell. Samuel Quinn Morris is not here with us today. Oh, the way I said that was really ominous. No, 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 he's fine, he's fine. Um, so what happened was the episode that we were planning on releasing today is kind of like the mid-season finale for Monster. It's like the halfway point of the story and the readings. And as we started prepping to record the episode, we realized we were going to need a little bit more time to kind of figure out um, some of the fun bits that we wanted to do, some of the big kind of uh, summative statements that we wanted to make, things like that. And then I got strep throat. I think Quinn's been pretty busy with work. Uh, so we made the decision that we were going to have to push this week's episode into the next episode slot, but unlike last time, I, we do have something for you today. Um, I've got the, uh, edited first episode of the bonus show, uh, Metaining Balance that we keep threatening to do. Um, the one where I kind of talk about the things that I am reading or watching uh, to give me like my little soapbox. So we recorded the first episode for this back in September after Labor Day um, and have just kind of been sitting on it till then until I could figure out if I wanted to reformat the show, if I wanted to keep pitching it in this same way, what else I would talk about, stuff like that. But you know what? Uh, Perfect is the enemy of good. The show's coming out now, and we're going to continue recording it with future episodes after that, and those will go up on the bonus feed. Um, Speaking of the bonus feed, I finally updated it, and the bonus episode on the anime is also up there. So if you subscribe to the Patreon at any level, um, just even a dollar, you'll get access to the bonus episode of Urasawa Boys, where we talk about the first few episodes of the monster anime. So that one is going to stay behind the paywall, but today... You will be getting uh, the first episode of Maintaining Balance. Like I said, both those things normally Patreon shows, subscribe at even a dollar level. You get all of them. Um, the episode on the reading that we were supposed to do today, which is, let's see, that is chapters 69, nice, through 77. Um, the episode in that reading will be out in the next episode slot, and then we will continue as normal. Uh, we have some fun plans for stuff that's coming up. There might be some format changes, some different voices. Who knows? Who can say? Um, but there's a lot of good stuff coming up. So I will uh, kind of wrap up here with this little uh, announcement, I guess. And once again, kind of apologize for the episode coming in late. Uh, please enjoy the first episode of Maintaining Balance and look forward to that kind of mid-season finale of Urasawa Boy's Monster. Uh, So until then, thank you for listening and thanks for being a friend.
that's wait, good. Wait, you can just you can just edit out chewing. Never mind. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna eat during the podcast. I already had two pieces of pizza. This is just the third. Oh, one. okay, okay, okay. So it's it's yeah. the last pizza. It's the last piece. Yeah, I got a pineapple. Yeah, I don't know pineapple jalapeno. Um, started off terrible and mm-hmm. got marginally better as it went on. Uh, there was a cute girl setting up AV stuff at the hotel. Asked her out for coffee. She was already taken, but hey, that's life. Look, I mean, good for you for asking her out. I am, uh, unafraid to ask people out. I am completely like I've I've been in so many fucking relationships. I have no fear of rejection. Absolutely not. I fear it more than almost anything. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um hey, welcome to uh Matt Tanning Balance. Um the bonus podcast where I just talk about the things that I have been reading and watching because when Quinn and I are doing like pre-production on these episodes or sometimes in the middle of them, I'll just say stuff like, Quinn, what are we gonna do an episode on Grendel? And uh, and they're just kind of like, I don't really know how that would be applicable. Um, And and then I say things like, hey, I watched three different elf shows in one day and I need to talk about it somewhere. Um, And Quinn will just be like, okay, I guess. Um, So I I think the kind of pitch for this thing is going to be... Uh, it's, Quinn's for, kinda... it's for the Matt fans. Yeah, it's Quinn's for the Matt the... fans because, like, we know Matt's gonna have Matt fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I can see it. You know, we we make jokes in a Discord that we're in about how I have a lot of lore that has just kind of built up around myself. <laughs> uh, but in a different Discord, some people have said that uh, because I'm a Leo, I do this thing where I I I know that I am the main character and try to make everyone else think that. Which I don't do that on purpose, but sometimes I feel like it is something that I do. I don't so, think I don't think you do anything to make anyone think you're the main character. I think it's just a natural result of learning more about you. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just I'll tell Matt stories in here and uh, kind of talk about what I've been reading and watching. Um, so in this inaugural episode, I think I'm going to talk about, um, uh, like I mentioned, those, those three elf shows that I watched. So uh, over Labor Day weekend, yes. I, I had Labor Day off. So I watched kind of as a joke just for myself, which is a thing that I do a lot. I watched um, in one go the first episode of uh, The Rings of Power, which is the new Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings prequel. Um, I watched the first episode of House of the Dragon, which is the new HBO uh, Game of Thrones prequel. And I watched the first episode of The Wheel of Time, which is an Amazon adaptation of the Robert Jordan novels. Um, it came out, was it this year or last year? I believe it was this year. Okay, so earlier in 2022, this show came out. Um, and because I, I kind of wanted to, I had a feeling I was probably going to like some of it, but not like all of it out of those three shows. Um, and I was curious to, uh, you know, I, I'm i always really interested in what I think is good about fantasy stories, um, because for the longest time, I did not think I was a fantasy person. Um, I read the Chronicles of Narnia growing up, really liked those, um, tried to read The Lord of the Rings when I was in early high school, and absolutely hated it. Um, could not get into it at all, tried to watch the movies a couple times, did not understand it, did not get it. 
Um, I really liked The Hobbit, but that felt like it was a very different thing. When those Hobbit movies came out, went to see that movie, didn't like it. So for the longest time, I thought I wasn't a fantasy person. Um, and when Game of Thrones came out, that kind of changed. My older cousin told me that I should watch it because um, he had read the books and really liked them. So I started reading the books and watching the show and realized, oh, I like a lot of this stuff. I like the ridiculous genealogies. I like this kind of political intrigue. I like the uh, Game of Thrones. Is It becomes higher fantasy as it goes on, I think, but I would describe it yeah. as, as low fantasy. Definitely. And I, I was really just thinking that a minute ago. Yeah. I really liked that, um, like how that book opens with the White Walkers or, you know, coming across the wall. There's always kind of the whispers of dragons. And that's kind of the that's like the thrust of that first season is dragons are coming back. Things are starting to change. Um, and I, I really liked that book um, or those books in that show, specifically stuff like Arya and the Hound, which I think is also like that's very grim, dark, low fantasy. Um oh, yeah. The Witcher show is in that same zone. That's a thing that I ended up enjoying a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, have you have you engaged with other Witcher stuff? I played about two hours of The Witcher three, and I've two played the beginning hours. of the yeah. I've played the beginning of The Witcher two like five or six times because I started playing The Witcher three and was like, I should try to play The Witcher two, and that you game's shouldn't. not very fun to play. It's no, not. None of the the first two Witcher games are not very fun to play. Just watch uh, the Joseph Anderson like big ass video like like essays on them because they're probably really what I they're super do. enjoyable and they're they're walkthroughs through the plot of the games okay so like so, if you if you feel the urge to know what happened in witcher one and two that's probably your best bet yeah well part of it was just like i kind of wanted to play it because i heard people like i remember when the witcher 2 came out i knew a guy um there was a guy i went to high school with who loved it and we just talked about it like all that so this would have been the very beginning of high school um and i I'm confident that there's something good in that game and that it probably could be enjoyed. And I have this thing where when I play a later entry in a franchise, it's always very hard for me to return to an earlier one. So that's kind of why I stopped playing The Witcher 3, because I was like, I want to try to play 2. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it if I play 3. Um, and that was a fool's errand, is yeah. <laughs> is is what what happened there. Because the, the narrative structure of that game is so bizarre, and I don't like it very much in The Witcher 2. Because the framing devices, you're, at least at the beginning of that game, is you're being interrogated. And you can do the different early sections in... There's not like a set order for it, I don't think. Because um, huh. it's bizarre. That's... That seems like an odd way to set up a tutorial. It made me uncomfortable. This <laughs> is kind of what happened. So I stopped playing that game. Um, so th that's kind of where my, my Witcher knowledge drops out. Um, okay. But going back to uh, Low Fantasy Elf Grimdark. Yeah, yeah, so Game of Thrones was wrapping up. It was becoming clear by the end of the seventh season that it was going to be an unsatisfying conclusion um, no matter what happened. So I... Uh, I uh, I did what I called uh, the elf nonsense contingency, where I just started anytime someone on Twitter mentioned a fantasy novel, <laughs> I would buy that fantasy novel. Any sort of alt, you know, oh, N.K. Jemisin is the new shit. Okay, I've got that. Brian Stavely, The Unhewn Throne. Okay, got that one too. Uh, the Dragon's Path by Daniel Abraham, who is half of uh, The Expanse. One half of those guys right, yeah. wrote did, some fantasy you know books. That 
You know that the other half of the expanses are Martin's assistant, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. expanse is so good, but this it's, is this is maintaining balance, not so maintaining balance. I bought all of these fantasy novels and I had them stacked in my closet. I bought, you know, I bought copies of Lord of the Rings, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read these books. And then Game of Thrones ended and completely wiped out my enthusiasm for any of it, exactly like I thought it was going to. <laughs> um, right. And that's kind of where I thought it was going to end. Like, I was always fascinated by the idea of these huge thousand-page fantasy series, right? And just, like, all this convoluted stuff that I like and enjoy and think is cool. But the barrier to entry just always seemed so high, and I had to get through so much stuff that I didn't care about. So, um, TV feels like a good compromise because it's condensing, it's adapting, whatever. Um, So... Anyway, what was I saying? I was saying that this was... I was trying to figure out what I liked and what I didn't. And I think these three shows kind of helped me figure that out. Um, starting right off the bat, I think my favorite of the three of them was House of the Dragon, uh, which is not surprising at all, considering that Game of Thrones is my my entry point into fantasy. Um, it feels like more of the same in, in a good way, I think. It's the same. It's very serious. It takes itself very seriously in a way where it's like the characters are all taking it very seriously and the show is taking it very seriously, but almost in a way where you could step out to the side of it and be like, hey, isn't it ridiculous that we're taking all of this so seriously? This is fun. Like how grim and serious all of this is. Um, like the political, st- it's a game, right? It's the, the politics is, you know, you're excited to see who's going to do what next, who's going to backstab, what uh, Matt Smith just sitting in a chair looking like a slimy asshole, you know, saying things, talking in the high Valyrian, whatever. It's it's great. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I do think it's weird that, you know, this show is set maybe 300 years before Game of Thrones, but everything seems like it's exactly the same, and all of the important characters are from families that we've seen before, and it's it's prequel problems, right? Where you gotta keep calling yeah. back to the stuff that people know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep going back to the stuff that people know. I mean, yeah, I don't have anything to add. I guess you, you nailed it. Yeah. So, the other thing is, I think that show looks the best. Um, and again, I think that's because it's not using a lot of special effects. It's that low fantasy. It's just, like, lots of costumes, um really good sets stuff like that um second favorite i think was well it's weird because i i don't know if i liked wheel of time or rings of power better there were things in each of them that i liked uh, rings of power i think has better characters yeah yes uh there was there was some kind of a bumping noise oh there was a there was a, a blip oh maybe yeah. I, is it this yeah okay i'm tapping my table can't do that i won't do that um Okay. Uh, you can't now, decide which was your favorite between the other two. Yeah, I, I can't decide which is my favorite between Rings of Power or Wheel of Time. Um, I think there are some characters in Rings of Power that I that I like better. I think the premise of Wheel of Time is more interesting. Um, where it's this... Uh, so I, I guess I'll, Rings of Power, I think the elf, uh, the black elf, I think is a very interesting character. And is going on a very generic fantasy thing, trying to figure out why the cows are dying and why evil has returned to the land and people are being fantasy racist to him. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I think... Wheel of Time, the idea that, hey, we killed fake Sauron, but because people get reincarnated, he's coming back, and we have to be worried about that. Um, And just how on its face it is about this ridiculous coven of witches and, like, gender stuff, that feels very 80s fantasy. Um, Yeah, yeah, totally. In a way that I think is interesting and kind of stupid, but also also very... Also, it has uh, fake orcs called Trollocs. 
that are just like minotaurs and a bunch of them show up and um gone girl hits them with lightning and a cyclone and there's a, <laughs> and there's a hot samurai and it's yes yeah, so of these three it's the only this is the only one that i've watched and and i agree i had a i had an okay time with it i fell off but um i had an all right time with it yeah but I, it just... I, like a good buddy of mine really loves the books and apparently there's a lot about the books that that i that's that i could get into mm-hmm. uh because i really like hard magic systems and apparently brandon sanderson goes very hard on that yeah because I, I know he writes the last three of those books. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. Wait, is Wheel of Time the same thing as Mistborn? No, 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 no. They're no? different. But so okay. Robert Jordan starts writing Wheel of Time in the 80s. He dies before right. he can finish the last two books, maybe just one book. Brandon Sanderson takes all of the notes and says, hey, this is going to take more than one book to finish and writes three books. And it finishes sure. the series. And generally, I think people are very satisfied with the conclusion of that series. That's um, awesome. And then he goes to... I don't know if he'd written Mistborn before or after that. He had written some fantasy novels prior to taking over Wheel of Time. Um, and so then it, then he gets big for Mistborn and uh, The Way of okay. Kings or you know what Stormlight Archives, I think, is the yeah, larger name Stormlight of his Stormlight Archives. That, of his yeah, works. that's the one. That's not Mistborn? Mistborn, I think, is part of it because I think all of his books are in the same oh. like cosmology or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right. Good God. Okay. All right. So, so you liked you liked Wheel of Time a bit. It had Gone Girl doing lightning. Yep, it had Gone Girl doing lightning. I liked. Um, I I think the there's some of the it's Erwin is the I don't know who the main elf is. Galadriel. It's not Erwin. It's the other elf. I think Galadriel's interesting. Um, I think it's that she's just like hyper competent. And is like the only one who cares that Sauron is out there and like says, all right, I'm going to go to elf heaven. And then at the last minute jumps out of the boat and swims back. Like, I think that's good. I think it's silly. Um, I don't think that show looks very good. Um, and I'm not hundred percent really? sure why. Yeah. I think it's, it's, um, you know, it's not doing the thing that all the Disney shows do where it's like the big screens behind them. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. like the rear, the fake rear projection or rear projection 2.0 that they all do. Um, but it's, I don't know, something about it just feels bad the way it looks. So (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching it. Uh, we'll check in on those later, but, uh, the main takeaway is, Hey, I think the thing I like about fantasy is when, um, it's people being very grim and serious about, uh, interpersonal relationships with the backdrop of dragons. (laughs) It's a great takeaway. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's maintaining the balance. Um, tune in next time where we'll talk about um, uh, a book that made me, a book that made me cry on the beach. Guess what it is? Perfect. All right. Guess, Goodbye. Yes. Put it. You fucking tweet at us. Tweet at us with one book you think made Matt cry on the beach. Look. If anyone can guess what book made me cry on the beach, because I haven't tweeted about it at all. I've only talked about it to my friends. If anyone can guess this book, I will autograph my copy of it and send it to you. Oh, my! wow. Now that's that's merch right there. That's that's a piece of uh, Urasawa Boy's history. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Telling you